At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. Nice Job can help you get the reputation you deserve. Nice Job's automated reputation marketing tools are easy to use and super effective. Collect two to three times more customer reviews and have the ability to share that social proof where it matters most. New signups can get $50 off when they mention the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. If you're looking to grow your small business, visit NiceJob at NiceJob.com. This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group, and one of the tools that they don't carry on the regular, but I think they're going to start to now, or at least maybe, hint, hint, Master Group, carry it, (laughs) is the NAVAC line of tools. Now, the reason I say this it's because I was in one of their branches and I saw the Navac battery-powered pump sitting on the counter. That tells me that they are looking at it or enough people are, are coming in requesting it. All right, so if you're looking to get into Navac stuff and you have interest in those battery-powered pumps, because they are badass, Master Group can definitely bring it in for you. So check them out. Check out master.ca. All right, guys, so during my conversation with Tim DeStacio about a month ago or so, we started to talk about home performance and blower doors, and I wanted to go into a deeper dive. That's why we had Nate Adams on the podcast. Now we got Sam Myers from Retrotech on the podcast, and he's going to go into the in-depth use and application of a blower door and how they, they're used to really help, especially with load calculations and finding out problems within buildings that could be chronic and how we're going to fix them. This is a good one, guys. Pay attention. This is the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. All right, man, you got that beauty set up behind you. So, uh, Retrotech blower doors. I'm excited for this one. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on. Cool. So, you are used to making content videos and being part of, of different discussions and stuff online, right? Yeah, I, I wear several different hats at Retrotech. I, I serve as our in house building scientist. Uh, I also do a lot for our marketing department. Um, also head up a, a lot of our education and training as well. So uh, all the stuff you see behind me is a, a test chamber that I built last year to uh, be able to do virtual training over Zoom. Uh, so I've, I've taught uh, some blower door and duct testing classes to people all over the world uh, this past year. So uh, basically any type of building test or HVAC air leakage test, uh, I can simulate right here. So I got onto blower doors very, uh, I would say like a, a little bit ago, not, I knew about blower doors, but when I was talking to Tim DeStacio, uh, 
who goes on Instagram is Tim DeStacio HVAC. He was on the podcast and we had a chat about home performance and stuff like that. And he, he brought up blower doors and it intrigued me. And I wanted to do a little bit more research, learn a little bit bit more. And then, um, I reached out to, to Billy at true tech tools and, and I asked if I could be introduced to someone at RetroTech, and here we are today. So I'm glad you're here because we're going, we're, we're diving deeper into blower doors. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think, um, you know, I was, uh, teaching a class at one of our local, uh, HVAC contractors office here in Wilmington, North Carolina this morning. And, you know, one of the things that really caught the attention of the, of the sales team there was, um, the blower door is a tool that's really able to split the responsibility. Uh, for example, you know, if you have any kind of comfort problem in your house, if you're a typical homeowner, HVAC contractor gets the phone call. They're mm -hmm. not going to call a general contractor. They're not going to call an insulator. Um, however, HVAC system isn't always the culprit for, uh, for comfort issues. Sometimes it's the building envelope itself. So it's not really fair that the HVAC contractor take the blame for that. Sometimes the house just isn't controllable. Uh, so what the blower door does is allow us to see how leaky it is. And if there's really a practical solution without doing any air sealing. Okay. Let me silence my phone for a minute. Cause it's going to go off nonstop. So I guess who would be the, 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 the best candidate to use a blower door? Cause there's, there's probably techs and companies out there thinking like, why do I need a blower door? Or they're thinking, where would I use a blower door? Like who was a candidate to use a blower door? Yeah. So from an HVAC contractor uh, side of things, it's, it's going to be, I know every, every company operates differently, but, uh, it's, it's going to be whoever the tech is, that's going to show up and whoever the guy is, that's going to show up and do those initial measurements, taking static, things like that. Um, I know, uh, the, the guys over at HVAC 2.0, Nate Adams, they came up with a great system to where it's nice to be able to offer that test, explain what it is. Don't do it for free. I mean, you gotta, you gotta charge something for it, but, uh, that process allows you to take some of the liability off yourself. Like, look, I can do a like for like swap of equipment if that's what you want. However, there's also this other option to, dive a little deeper, take some measurements and see if uh, there's something that we might overlook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nate was just on the, the, I talked to him last week. I just actually published a podcast with him today. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I, I had mentioned to him that you were coming on the podcast and he's like, cool, man. He's like, yeah, Sam's a really smart guy. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm glad That's I'm great. talking to him. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> As far as setup of the blower door, so let's not take it because I've seen on your Instagram, like you had a bunch of blower doors for like almost like a warehouse type door, right? So let's not go that deep right now. Let's start with a residential home and how we'd go about setting that blower door up to make sure that we're getting or it's working properly and getting the readings we want. Yeah. So yeah, the equipment's come a long way uh, compared to what it used to be. Back in the day, we were using analog gauges. We had to do a lot of longhand math to figure out what our CFM is. Um, these days, uh, the manometer that you use for a blower door is basically a handheld computer. It just does all that stuff for you. But um, you know, before you start setting up the equipment, um, there's some things you want to set up in the house. You want to make sure that, obviously, you want to make sure that all exterior doors and windows are closed and latched. Um, you want to open up all the interior doors because uh, you want to be able to get 
uh, that entire house under that same uh, target pressure that you're going to shoot for, which when we test houses, we always test a 50 pascals. Okay. And uh, we can test in either direction. We can depressurize down to negative 50 or we can pressurize to positive 50. I usually like to depressurize to negative 50. So I'm exhausting air out of the house with the fan and I'm exaggerating those leaks. So I'm pulling air into all the leaky spots. Um, but some things to check for, like if there's a wood burning fireplace, you want to make sure that there's no ashes sitting in there because if you depressurize, you're going to pull ashes into the living room. The whole yeah. house is going to smell like a campsite. Yeah, true. So, um, also I like to look, uh, if I know there's mold growth somewhere on the, on the air barrier of the house, somewhere on the building envelope, I don't want to pull that stuff in. So that might be another scenario where I flip the fan around and, and pre uh, pressurize and push that stuff out instead. Mm -hmm. But, uh, as far as setting up the equipment, uh, you have a expandable aluminum frame. Uh, there's four pieces. It snaps together. You expand it into the doorway. And then you have a cloth that just drapes over that. Uh, you fit it to it. You kind of wrap it like a present. And then uh, that cloth has a hole in it that the fan slides into. The frame has a crossbar that the fan just hangs from. And then uh, on our systems, uh, everything's color-coded. So we have a yellow fan and a red cloth. And then... Uh, on our manometer, we have a red port and a yellow port. There's a red tube that connects to the red port that goes to the red cloth. Yellow tube connects to the yellow port that goes to the yellow fan. So we tried to make it as easy as we can. Nice. Nice. So how long does this setup take just to get it set up? Yeah. Once you get a few under your belt, once you get the thing unpacked and, and put together, you can have it up and running in 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. Okay. And how yeah, long does quick. it... Yeah, that, that is quick. And, and how long does a tip, typical test take to to start, like from start to finish, once you start up that blower, take some readings, and how long is that test usually? Yeah, so um, honestly, it, it's pretty instant. Uh, what I like to do first, if it's a house I've never been to before, uh, instead of ramping it up to 50 pascals, I might ramp it up to 25 pascals of pressure and then just walk around and see if I smell anything unusual. Um make sure everything's okay. Look for some weird drafts or something like that. Everything checks out fine. Then I'll ramp it up to 50 Pascals. And then I, I have my reading right there immediately. Um, and so the way we interpret that reading, uh, again, we're testing the 50 Pascals of pressure. So we're looking at CFM, uh, at 50 Pascals. So there's going to be a number there at CFM. So, uh, uh, the lower it is, the tighter the house is going to be. Um, another, Another metric that we usually see that I'm not a huge fan of, but a lot of the codes are written to is air changes per hour at 50 Pascals. And uh, you have to know the volume of the interior of the space to calculate that. And you can enter that volume into the manometer. There's a place for it. That way you can spit that ACH uh, in real time out to you. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's very easy to set up. And it doesn't take very long to do. Do you find that, and, and I talked to Nate about HVAC 2.0, do you find that a lot of homeowners these days are going for the, for the blower door test to, to figure out what's going on in their home? Is there more and more happening like this? I, th I think there is more and more, uh, especially if it's a homeowner that's been burned before. Um, you know, the worst thing that can happen is if you're a homeowner and you have these, you know, if your master bedroom is uncomfortable and then, you know, you get a HVAC contractor that just comes in and sells you a new piece of equipment and you've just dropped 20 plus grand on it. And then you still have the same problem. Um, yeah, you're going to be looking for a new route. Obviously it wasn't the system. It's something else. Mm -hmm. 
so we see a lot of that. Um, but uh, one thing about this is, in the grand scheme of things, if you if you might be looking at getting a new system, spending about five hundred bucks on a blower door test isn't that bad, especially if you want to get it right. Uh, I know one thing that uh, that Nate says a lot is like you don't want to make a twenty thousand dollar mistake. You know, five hundred bucks compared to that to really dial it in is isn't bad at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. yeah. If you're gonna fork out the dough to on a new system, especially if uh, I guess especially if because financing is a thing now, right? And you could lump it in into a package with the new system, and the the homeowner could finance it too if they can't afford it. So, I mean, an extra five hundred dollars like paced out through 10 years, for example, is, is, is nothing. Right. And then it gives them the comfort of knowing that it's right. So how do, how do we go about convincing a customer that this is the right thing to do? Do you have videos that we could show or like videos, literature, anything like that, that we can use to educate a homeowner on why it's important? Um, yeah, I've put together a couple, um, to kind of talk about what you can discover with that kind of test. I know uh, the guys at 2.0 have, uh, they've actually recorded some of their interactions with real customers that are pretty enlightening as well. Um, so that's another good place to look. Again, it's, it's a case by case thing. Um, you know, when you have that kind of comfort issue, I live in the Southeast, so we have a lot of high humidity problems, a lot of complaints there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really don't want to die on a hill. You don't have to die on. You want to see like, you first want to determine, is this an HVAC thing or is this a building envelope thing? And you really can't determine that until you do that blower door test to see a, how it's, how much it's leaking and then b how that leakage is distributed throughout the house. And that's where, you know, you run the blower door, but, uh, you use some other tools like a thermal imager or a smoke emitter or, uh, another manometer to look for uh, pressure differences across the house. So there's Mm -hmm. more than one way to skin a cat there. Yeah, that that was what I was going to get to is, so we know, let's say we have a leaky house and down at the blower door, we determine that, but now where, where do we find the leaks? How do we know where it's leaking? That's the path that I want to go down next with you. And I think you just mentioned those like thermal imager, smoke tests and, and uh, differential, maybe across a, a door of a room or something like that, right? Yeah. Um <clears throat> Uh, thermal imaging cameras have come a long way. Uh, you can, you know, they had, there's several options out there now that attach to a smartphone that are four or 500 bucks. So they're, mm-hmm. they're not nearly as expensive as they used to be. And for this kind of thing that we're doing, you really don't need a crazy high resolution. Uh, those smartphone cameras will, will work just fine. You can see what's going on. But uh, you just need to make sure you have a good delta T between inside and outside. Um, I know uh, a lot of thermal imaging trainers say 14 you want at least 14 degrees Fahrenheit between inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tested houses where there was 10 degrees inside and out and I was able to see what I needed to see. But uh, once you get below that, if, if it's kind of a, you know, during the shoulder season, like spring or fall, if you, if you don't get that Delta T, then uh, yeah, the thermal imaging is not going to really help you too much. That's when we have uh, like a, a handheld foggy meter. Uh, it's just another way to make that air leakage visible. So um one way that I like to use those is uh, maybe shut the uh, shut the bedroom doors, and then you can flip the fan around and pressurize the house. And then uh, if you emit some of that fog and it shoots up under that door, then you know you've got some leaks going on in that room somewhere. Yeah, it, it's just kind of a creates a trail that you can follow to see where it is. That's pretty cool. 
And where, like, is that, is that something that you can get from, uh, like a wholesaler, these smoke emitters? Yeah, we, we carry one, uh, true tech carries it too. Um, the one that we carry is, uh, it's made by a German company that actually makes fog emitters for the film industry. And, uh, we came across this several years ago. That's just a handheld fog generator that, uh, works really great in the field. I mean, you can hold it upside down and it'll emit it there. And then, um, we're actually working on our own, uh, that we hope to release next year that, uh, you can actually discharge with an app over Bluetooth. So you can actually set it inside an air handler cabinet and smoke a duct system from the inside that way too. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, so we, we hope to have that one coming out soon. Hmm. And then what about the, the, the pressure differential thing? Is that, that's a way we can do it too? Yeah. So there's a, a test procedure called, uh, ZPD or zonal pressure diagnostics. And uh, originally, uh, this was used mostly by uh, folks that do weatherization work uh, to see, you know, how connected a crawl space might be to the outside or how connected a sealed attic might be uh, to the outside, or maybe to see how much leakage is coming through uh, from the attic side or up from the floor. But um, you can also do this in bedrooms. Um, there's a guy uh, out of Miami, Jenry Garcia, that has been doing a lot of this. And uh, he discovered that, you know, if you, you get a much more accurate reading, if you uh, cover up the supplies and returns that are in a bedroom to make them less connected to the house, that way any uh, differences you see there is going to be more of that leakage to the outside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically what you're doing is, you know, with these types of manometers that we use for blower doors, again, we're talking in terms of pascals and there's about 250 pascals in one inch of water. And these manometers are accurate within a hundredth of one pascal. I mean, they're super high resolution. So you can go around and find these pressure differences like that. You can see, uh, whenever you're depressurizing the whole house, you can shut a bedroom door, toss a tube under there. And if you're seeing uh, a big pressure differential there, then that means there's some leakage coming in. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. I, I, I really, I really think this is, uh, I don't even know the word to, to describe it. It It's just the fact that I'm learning more about it and we can actually, cause this is what I'm getting to now we can, and, and load calculations, there's a lot of companies that don't do them. Uh, they just kind of play that rule of thumb game and throw in whatever. But the fact that you can run a blower door test and get an accurate load calculation is, is something else that's pretty cool because was I'm pretty, is it you on Instagram on the RetroTech account? Is that you? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty it's sure a, that I, I, I sh- that. yeah, I shared one of your videos in, in like a large home and somebody was, I can't remember what they said. They said something, you responded and you said something about how a load calculation can be like, I don't know the number. It was like 50% off or something like that. Was that correct? Maybe in, in the yeah. number that you said? This segment of the podcast is brought to you by JB Warranties. Now, JB Warranties, what they do is offer a program outside of the manufacturer's warranty to offer an extended warranty. Now, some customers like this, some customers not so much. Uh, But if something does go wrong with that machine, it prevents the customer from, from paying that large upfront cost to fix it. It prevents them from getting angry at the contractor that put it in because what they're getting angry about is not usually that it broke, but what it's going to cost them to fix it. 
right? That's what, because it's got to come out of their pocket. So let's say for an example, an ECM motor could cost X amount of dollars plus markup plus install. That could be a big cost to a homeowner. So if they have an extended warranty program that is paid out in small increments over time, it could alleviate some of that. That's all I'm saying. So if, you, if, you, if you're into that stuff for your customers, check out JB Warranties. Now, Company Cam is back for another stint on the HVAC Not All podcast. And what they what they have is a platform that allows you to create jobs and keep all of the, the documents, photos, videos, notes into one job. So anybody that's on that job or can go back in the history and see that job, the customers even. And, and one of the things that they have to save your butt is timestamped GPS located photos which is very cool. So it's not like the customer can say, well, that's not my location that you took that photo on. Well, it's got the timestamp and it's got the GPS location for the photo. So it helps you organize your jobs really, really well. And that's what company cam does. Trade Fox is a brand by Supco. Now the Trade Fox line takes technician invented tools and they bring them to life. And the technician partners with Supco, the Trade Fox brand in order to do that. Now, they have, in my conversations with Supco, they are geared towards high-end quality tools. They, they want to start changing some things up. In the past, maybe a, a tool you think wasn't high-end quality. They want to change that. They want to flip the switch and they want to start bringing in higher-end quality tools. And one of the ways they're doing this is with the Supco Trade Fox program. I myself have a tool submitted to them. It's in the works. It's going to take a long time because these things do, but I think it's going to be a cool one once we get it out. RLS, rapid locking system, is an alternative, I was going to say an auxiliary way, but I guess it is. It's an alternative to brazing to join and connect refrigeration pipe. And it's it's rated up to 700 PSI, but it's tested well beyond that. I've posted videos uh, a bunch of times on their hydro... I think it's called a hydrostatic pump. I think that's what they're using. They pump water in to two, 3,000 PSI before the, the pipe or the fitting bursts. So they do some really cool testing. They've done 5,000 hours of rapid freeze thaw testing, which passed as well. They're on to something. Somebody said it was a gimmick. Well, it's not a gimmick when you throw millions of dollars and countless hours of time. And the, the first press, I think it's from 2012, 2013 in St. Louis, Missouri is still in service till this day. So you can't really say it's a gimmick because we're, we're like 10 years in, right? So anyway, guys, check out RLS. If you have, if you want a, an alternative to brazing, cause sometimes you need one. Um, refrigeration technologies, Nylog is a product that is just incredible. Now I was just talking to Jerry Wagner, who's now with Toso Bathica. And he's heading up some training. He's done it, doing some training. And I was on I was on a call with him. And I said, hey, what do you guys think about Nylog? He's like, I love it. He's like, I've been on the phone with John uh, or talking to John Pastorello the, the last couple of days. John and Mike over there, family-run business. And Toso loves it on their flares. There's some, I guess there's some manufacturers out there that don't. But I don't see why. Because any flare that I've put it on, it does not leak after the nylog has been applied and the flare is also done correctly and also doing some doing your due diligence and using a torque wrench and torquing it down that nylog is insurance as far as i'm concerned anyway let's get back to the podcast we've seen some that have been 70 percent off in, in several different climate zones um that's the whole thing you really don't know 
until you test it out. Um, I moved, uh, my wife and I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina from Raleigh last year. And we, our house in Raleigh was small, three bedroom house, 1000 square feet. Uh, it was pretty leaky. Uh, but, uh, I did the blower door test and did a load calc on it. And then for the heating season, infiltration made up 25% of the load. And I mean, that was just the house that we lived in and, uh, 20 to 25% is something that you'll see pretty often. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, there's houses that are a lot leakier where that infiltration will make up a much larger piece of the pie. But, uh, I mean, you really don't know until you, you know, put that blower door up and test it to see what you have. Yeah. So my, the bedroom, my master bedroom it's a disaster. Uh, we first moved into this house, it was like almost nine years ago, but the first year we were there, or maybe the second winter, we had the outlets on the back of the wall were freezing. It was started to freeze. They were actually frosting over the outlets. So obviously that the, the house was newer. So we called and complained and they came and did whatever, but our bedroom, the, the airflow that comes out of the, the diffusers on the floor, it's like, it's like nothing. It's barely there. And I think I've got some good in like infiltration in that room still. So our bedroom's always freezing. Like I'm going to have to do some, some legwork and some digging to find out what's, what's wrong with it. It's crazy. Yeah. Th- I've, I've seen that before. I mean, that, that's a pretty common giveaway, uh, for, uh, for a leaky wall in Northern climates during the winter for sure. Um, yeah, yeah you, the, the outlets frost over, right? Test, yeah, if you run a blower door test and you're depressurizing, you can usually hold your hand over that outlet and feel that air coming in right there. Yeah, yeah, but, that that would be interesting to 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 see. Like I'm, I, I honestly, it's like the shoemaker. I I always hear that term. The the sh- like the shoemaker's shoes get built or fixed last right <laughs> uh yeah the the cobbler whose children have no shoes yeah yeah it's I, i'm i'm the guy that's come home in the summertime to see a frozen suction line because i haven't changed my filter in four months right and they're like oh man like, i forgot yeah we, we've been in this house for over a year now and uh we only have one room upstairs and it's uh, a bonus room over the garage so which is now my wife's office and it is hot all year round uh Bonus rooms like that that have attic space adjacent to the those knee walls are famous for being leaky. Uh, so in the wintertime, we're heating the indoor space, and so that warm air rises, mm-hmm. and so it makes that hot that upstairs that uh, upstairs space a lot warmer. Yeah. And then in the summer, the reverse happens. We're cooling on the inside, so that cooler air falls, and as it falls out of the bottom of the house, it's pulling air in from the attic at the same rate. So now that hot attic air is coming in upstairs. So uh, taking some time off of the holidays this year to, to knock that one out. And I know my wife's going to be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. <laughs> On the honeydew list. So so tell me, how did you get with RetroTech in, in the first place? Did you have a background in, in HVAC? or engineering or like, how, how did you get to this point? Yeah. So, um, I got my master's degree from East Carolina university and sustainability. And, uh, my concentration was in the built environment. And, uh, I did a, I wrote my thesis and did a, a EPA funded research project on, uh, looking at vacation rental homes on North Carolina's outer banks to see how they consume energy and where some of the weak spots are. And so that's kind of how I got introduced into this whole world of things. And then, uh, after grad school, I went and worked for an engineering firm out of, uh, out of Raleigh called advanced energy, where, uh, 
I got the bulk of my field experience in and just kind of got that boots on the ground experience. Uh, I ran field operations for some building performance programs, wrote standards, uh, started teaching and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, then eventually RetroTech picked me up. So Very I've been with cool. RetroTech for about four now, uh, four years now. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. And you said you, you were traveling before COVID. So is that something that you would do lots? Like, would you actually pack up these blower doors and bring them with you and do training <laughs> on, on site? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we pack a lot of these. Usually I'll ship one fan if it's to a training event or to a conference or, uh, or to whatever, to a, to a job site. Yeah. We've got some big Pelican cases that we put these in and, and ship them on site beforehand. And then, uh, that way it's there when we get there, but yeah, there's a lot of conferences we go to, uh, that I present at, um, we run the trade show booths there too. Um, yeah, there's events that we go to in Europe as well, uh, up in Canada. So yeah, uh, before COVID I was all over the place and now we just started traveling again this fall and, uh, looks like I've got a busy spring ahead of me too, as the uh, conference season gets going. So let me ask you this, have you booked into the CMPX show in March? CMPX show. CMPX. Uh, no. So CMPX is uh, is Canada's biggest trade show, and it's in. It, they usually go, go every two years um, in Toronto, and then it flips to Montreal. So it's like Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Toronto. But COVID ruined it. But it's the biggest trade show in Canada, and I'm telling you right now, this because of the market we have, we have a ton of HVAC companies you guys should come up to the CMPX show and, and bring this stuff. Cause I know there's booths still available on their interactive uh, map. So you guys should check it out. Cause I, I think you'd be okay. a popular, I think you'd be a popular booth. Yeah. I just wrote that down. Um, it might be on our to-do list. We have a few employees that are in Canada and in, uh, in Vancouver. So I'm not sure if we're planning on sending anyone from there or not, but yeah, I definitely would like to check it out. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of, um, I know there's a bunch of companies that haven't come in the past that are coming up now. Like I, I know that the guys from True Tech Tools were going to try to come up in the last one. I don't think they're going to set up a booth, but they're going to come. Um, Navac can't, was coming up. I know this year RLS is coming up. Um, they've never been there in the past, so it's it's um, it's it's getting bigger. Okay, yeah. I mean that sounds right up our alley. Cool. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure like. There's, there's like, man, there's over 1500 booths there. So, and there's probably, cool. there's probably from lot when I checked last, there's probably a good hundred or so left, I would say. So, okay. Check it out. And, uh, did you say that? What, what month was that in? That's in March. That's the last week of March, the Wednesday, gotcha. thir- Thursday, Friday. Okay. Anyway. So you guys also offer products to test duct, right? Okay. It works in a similar fashion as a blower door. Um, it's still, it's a calibrated fan, uses the same manometer, except uh, ours is a, a centrifugal blower instead of an axial style fan. Um, when you hook up a duct to an axial style fan, you use a lot of your, uh, lose a lot of the airflow. But with a centrifugal blower, it deals with that back pressure a whole lot better. So, uh, so that's what we use. That's what our duct tester is. And it has a 10 inch flex that comes off of it. And typically what you do is hook it up to the return. Uh, like if there's a main return, hook it up to the return of the system. And then you, we have this tape. You can kind of think of it as like a saran wrap on steroids that you'll uh, tape that up to the return and then tape up all of your other returns and supplies and uh, seal the whole system off. 
And then instead of testing it to 50 pascals, we test residential systems to 25 pascals. And uh, usually the same way, I'll, I'll, you can do it either pressuriz- uh, pressurizing or depressurizing. And I like to depressurize because it pulls that tape a little bit tighter. Sometimes if you pressurize and you don't have a good seal, it'll blow it off. And then you're running around trying to figure out what happened. But uh, yeah, if you can run one system, you can run the other. It's the same manometer, the same type of color coding, uh, and it just hooks right up. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this then. What is, I think it's code in some places, is it not? Especially for newer homes that there has to be a minimum leakage rate in the duct? Yeah, in some areas there is. Um, unfortunately, where I live, it hasn't gotten here yet, but we're, we're hoping it'll be here in the next few years. But um, yeah, the way it's usually presented is uh, a percentage of the floor area that the system serves. So for example, if you have a 1,000 square foot house with one system and you are shooting for 6% leakage, then you are shooting for 60 CFM at 25 pascals or less. Okay. All right. So pretty easy to figure out then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And again, you if you have the area that the system serves, you can just enter that into the manometer and then it just spits that out for you. That's awesome. So yeah. the, these things are handheld, like, are they smaller or like come in a case or whatever? Or are they just like a smaller piece of equipment? Yeah, these are a lot smaller. It's about the size of like a duffel bag. Um, ours comes in like a rigid case, uh, to keep it all protected. But yeah, the fan, the, uh, the manometer, the flex, uh, the flange that it hooks up to, it all packs down into one case. All right. And you've done a bunch of these. Oh yeah. Okay. So I got a question that's always been on my mind, not always, but I'd say every, every time I look at a piece of duct work and it's either got foil tape or mastic, what do you see seals the best when you go do these tests? Mastic or, um, or go mastic on. by mastic. far. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, one of the, uh, programs that I used to manage, uh, we required 3% or less, uh, duct leakage, which is a pretty ambitious target. Um, and the way that we taught contractors to do it was using bucket mastic. And uh, there was a, a famous building scientist that worked for Advanced Energy. Uh, he was there for a little while while I was there. His name's John Tooley. But uh, one of the things that he always said was, "Put it on there as thick as a nickel." Wow! Uh, you can't just have a thin. <laughs> you can't just have a thin layer of it. You really got to get uh, a, a thick layer of it on there. And then uh, once you have your mastic on the collar. Uh, we use a lot of flex down here where I live, um, mm-hmm. in the Southeast, we love these hot spaghetti attics. Um, so flex is usually what we see. So when you put the flex over the collar, use a Panduit strap and then use the pan, uh, the Panduit wrench to really get it tight because getting it hand tight, isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And so with the bucket mastic, uh, and installing the duct that way, yeah, you'll hit less than 3% total leakage every time. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Tapes tend to fail. It, it's, it's hard to really, it's hard to get it. Uh, it's hard to get it to seal. And then plus, especially if you're in a humid climate, once that tape gets a little damp and then dries and gets damp and dries, it just, it doesn't hold its adhesion anymore. You'll see it, you know, laying on the attic floor, if that's where your system is or in the crawl space or basement, whatever. So, uh, it just doesn't, doesn't hold up as well. And it's nearly impossible to get as good of a seal with tape as it is domestic. Yeah, I I was I was leaning that way before I asked you, but I wanted to just uh, you never know until you ask, and you've got experience doing that. So um, I'm just looking at ductwork in my basement right now. <laughs> uh, mastic is just so ugly on duct, though. I I can't stand the way it looks. <laughs> right? 
the the tape looks way better if done if done nicely but i've seen a bunch of i've seen uh i think it was bam 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 from uh instagram i don't know if you follow him he's canadian out in vancouver there um bam bam strong i don't i don't think so yeah okay well doesn't ring a bell he he showed uh he started his own company recently too a couple about a year ago anyway so he used to show how he would put mastic on and he'd use painter's tape and he'd put painter's tape on either side paint the mastic on and then peel the painter's tape off and it looks slick oh wow it looked really really <laughs> nice yeah it's time consuming to do that but i mean it looks super nice yeah people don't like it because it's it's messy yeah you can get it all over you but uh yeah we've we've tried we, we've tested i've tested like thousands of systems and the ones that have bucket mastic are always the ones that come in uh the tightest so yeah i mean it's either that or aeroseal i mean that's another way but you know then then you're really spending some cash to do that is that the stuff that goes on the inside of the duct yeah that's the automated uh air sealing for duct systems how does that uh, work it's, it's slick so it's it's this uh airborne polymer it's it's like a really thin sprayable mastic that gets airborne and it gets pumped into the system and it finds the leaks and wherever there's a leak it, it builds up until it seals and uh they have another product out now called aero barrier for new construction where you can actually seal a whole house with it that way you have these sprayers that go throughout the house you pressurize the house with it and it seals the house right up so it's pretty incredible interesting yeah that's crazy you and can how- watch the uh you can watch the air changes drop in real time really yeah. And how much does, uh, like for a standard home, 2000 square feet, something like that, what would it cost to do that? Oh boy. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Okay. I have no, idea. I'm not sure how they price it out, but, uh, but yeah, for, uh, the arrow seal, uh, that's for the duct work. Um, it's not quite as involved. I mean, everything's just in a case you can unpack it and then run the machine right there aero barrier it's packed in a trailer you got to pull behind a truck i mean it's a whole whole big thing there but mm-hmm. uh it's it's pretty cool to see that would be cool it would be cool to watch as you said the air changes in real time change that'd be that'd be super yeah. cool um okay so as far as blower doors duct testing uh devices what else does retrotech do in, in this space Anything else? Yeah, we, we really specialize in um, air tightness equipment, uh, airflow measurement. Also, uh, we have uh, we have this thing that we came out with a, a few years ago. That's a uh, it's an exhaust fan flow meter. So it's a box that you would attach that same manometer to. And, uh, got one right here. And so I made our first prototype out of a file box, and uh, it's got these uh, four holes in it. It's the same type of plugs that we use on our blower door. And uh, just depending on how much uh, you're pulling through there depends on how much, how open it needs to be. But uh, you can measure whole house ventilation with this. You can measure bath fans with it. You can measure some room returns with it, but uh, it's exhaust only. But uh, we have the, the different holes in it too. If you have the whole thing plugged up, you can use it as what's called a pressure pan. Mm-hmm. So uh, you still have your gauge hooked up to it. And if you're depressurizing the house to negative 50, you can put this box with all four holes plugged up over can lights, wall switches, outlets, whatever. And uh, basically, if you see a big pressure differential between the inside and the outside of the box, then that shows you you've got some leaks happening. 
and that wall system ceiling or floor, whatever it is you're testing. So it's kind of two tools in one. But uh, yeah, that thing's pretty cool. We that's that's been a hit. Um, and then we also have a a powered uh, flow hood that we carry by a company called Asin. They make measurement tools. They're out of the Netherlands. But uh, it's it's a flow hood that can you can measure HVAC supplies and returns with, but it has its own calibrated fan and manometer built into it, so it pressure matches whatever it feels, and then converts that to flow. So it's the most accurate flow hood that's out there. Wow! Uh, for residential HVAC. So, and what's it um, what's it called? Yeah, that's it's called the ASIN Flow Finder. ASIN. ASIN is A C I N. A C I N. And because it's for residential, is it much smaller than like a commercial flow hood that you'd put up to like a ceiling diffuser? Yeah, it's smaller. It, it comes with a 16 by 16 inch hood, but you can get a 24 by 24 inch hood for it. Um, yeah, it's really lightweight, battery powered. Um, yeah, it's it's really handy uh, for getting really accurate flows that way. And it goes all the way down to like 7 CFM. Cool. That, so it maxes out just over 500 CFM. So it's for lower flows. Gotcha. And um, with that tool, can you get, um, I guess, the the actual CFM? Like I know, like in these always confuse me to a certain point is like grill free area and K factor and stuff. Do you have to enter that any of that kind of stuff in this or is it like true CFM that it's reading? Nope, it's true. It, it works the same way as a blower door or a duct tester does. So the way those tools work, if you know fan pressure, which it does, it's reading that on a manometer, and you know uh, the surface area of the hole that the air is going through, then you can calculate flow. And that's essentially what it's doing automatically. Mm -hmm. It knows those two things, so it's able to spit out CFM automatically. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I mean, what about resources? Like, do you guys have any training stuff, uh, any any literature, any bulletins, anything like that, that that we can look at to educate ourselves? Yeah, I, I'm always adding to our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and search Retro Tech Energy, um, I have some new training videos that I've put on there for blower door and duct testing recently. Um, I also have a, a weekly video series called Technical Tuesdays, where I release uh, a new video every Tuesday. They, it, they're short. They're usually between 30 seconds and five minutes, uh, just on a different testing tip every week. My dog, Cooley, is in there with me. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, but yeah, just covering a different tip every week. Uh, a lot of that comes from questions that we get from our tech support team. So if there's common stuff that a lot of people are asking about, I'll make a quick video on that. But uh, yeah, on our website, it's retrotech.com. Uh, I have a lot of articles on, on different topics as well, whether if it's residential or commercial. Um, yeah, there's plenty of resources there. Awesome, man. So I was looking at the cost of a, a blower door runs like a, a residential blower door it runs around four to five grand, something like that. And that, in that range. Yep. Um, <clears throat> With the DM32 gauge, the model 5000 fan, which is our, our residential fan, and then the frame and canvas, it comes in a right around uh, just under four. Oh, just under four. Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And there's different options. I mean, we have the frame and canvas. We also have a hard panel that expands out. It's a little more expensive, but it's really personal preference. Um, I like the hard panel because it sets up faster. Um, some people like the frame and canvas because that's what they're used to. But yeah, both have worked just fine. Cool. So I got one more question for you and then, then I'll, I'll let you, 
I'll let you go. Uh, and I know this is on the minds of some people because I get this question asked about almost every digital tool that I ever review is how often do you have to calibrate it and and how easy is it or can you self-calibrate it? Do you have to send it back to you guys? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so for calibration, you have to send it back to us, um, but it's every five years. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, yeah, we were able to switch over from, we used to use analog uh, pressure sensor pressure sensors uh, years ago, but with the DM32, we now have digital sensors that are a lot more durable, don't drift nearly as much, and so we're confident that that five year period is just fine. But uh, but yeah, it would have to come back to us for us to recalibrate at our lab and, and send it back to you. But you know, five years is a it's it's a pretty good length of time. Yeah, and or you could but buy you one. Can, you, you can, can oh, check it. I was going to say you could buy one yeah. and then in four years buy another and then send. So you always, <laughs> you always have, you always got two sure. on the go. Right. Um, I'm the just cool kidding. thing about it is it's uh, the, the DM 32, the, these manometers that we use for duct testing and blower door testing, it's what's called a two channel manometer. So it's actually two manometers built into one housing. So you can check one side against the other. Gotcha. And as long as, as long as those two numbers that show up are within 1% of each other, then you know, it's good to go. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's good advice. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. I've got a, we've got a video on YouTube too. So you can check your fans just to see if there's a port that's clogged or anything like that. So yeah, there's some easy ways where you can just check all the stuff yourself to make sure it's working within calibration. Mm -hmm. Now it's funny because who besides true tech tools, I said, I had one more question. Now I'm asking more <laughs> besides true tech tools. Where, where's your stuff available? Because I know from, for myself, the, the suppliers that I go into up here, like United and, uh, master group and carrier and, and all those, I've, I've never seen uh, a blower door in there before. So how do you, how does anybody go about even finding one besides? Yeah. Tech? I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely not a tool where you can go to home Depot and rent one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we sell direct. Um, uh, okay. we, we, we go through true tech. Um, we have some other distributors too. There's a trainer out of Kentucky named Rick Hall who has his own, uh, training and, uh, tool website. Um, we, we sell through him to, uh, BSPC, I believe is his company. And then, uh, IDI insulation, uh, insulation materials. We sell through them too. Uh, insulators actually use blower doors quite a bit too. The good ones anyway. Um, so once they do a job and do some air sealing on a house, they can, you know, do a blower door test before and after to actually have the papers to show that it did something. So, um, but for HVAC, yeah, true tech tools and, and us directly is usually the two places to go. Awesome. And what's, uh, so true tech tools is, is true tech tools.com. What's your website? Yeah, it's retrotech.com. Awesome. And Easy. that's yeah. R E T R O T E C. All right, boys and girls, have you learned something here? I have. Blower doors can be the next level to your HVAC service and install company. Why? Because not enough people are doing it and it gets you not in the ballpark, but it helps you get the exact size of the equipment you need for that particular home. And you can also show homeowners where they're having all these infiltration issues using the blower door and a thermal camera. Pretty cool setup. Anyway, guys, that's it. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, the master group. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.